Welcome to the Breaks Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and good people, listeners of the Breaks Radio, we are back for another week. I'm hyped this week. I got a live show coming up, so you may. These jokes are coming in fast. I'm just letting y'all know. Be prepared. I'm in rare form tonight. But my co-host is in the building as well. We got the lovely Miss Lowe in the building. What's going on? Hey, y'all. And we also got BTG. Baylor the Great is also here. What's going on, bro? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Another day, another dollar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, we got to start off with a sad topic. We did lose a great. And that is uh, John Singleton, um, director of Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, just to name a few. Um, I mean, what do you, what, let's talk about it. Where, where were you guys when you heard about it? How do you feel about it? And also, what's your favorite John Singleton movie? Mm, um, I was sitting, I was sitting in the car, and, and just like, um, just like with with, with Nip. I was just getting text messages, uh, and you know, it was just a whole play by play. And then, um, of course, earlier there were, uh, people saying that, you know, it was fake that he didn't die. And then, uh, you know, the, the story came out, uh, well, the truth came out and it was just, it was like, God, at, at, at that point, I'm like, yo, we cannot catch a break out here right now. We just literally can't catch a break. Um, and that that hit hard as well, you know, because we, you know, we just like music, we grew up off of his movies. And uh, Boys in the Hood is is my that's that's actually my favorite movie of all time. So it would have to be that. Um, yeah, that one hurt. I actually dedicated uh, my show tomorrow that's dropping to him. So yeah, that it 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 it, it uh it hit home. I feel that. What about you, Lo? Yeah. Um, I think I was at my parents' house, but I know he had had a stroke. Um, I thought he was going to pull through. It was so sad. But, of course, Baby Boy is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think I know every word from the movie. but um, And, of course, Boys in the Hood is such a, such a classic. But, yes. Like Baylor said, we can't catch a break right now. No, nah, it's it's crazy, honestly, the fact that just how like many deaths there is. I know they say like there's that saying that death comes in threes or whatever, but it we, we're losing the greats. And as we get older, as I get older and start realizing we're going to start losing more and more of the greats. And uh, that's why it's important for people to kind of pick up behind them. My favorite John Singleton movie is, is Higher Learning, and I think that's a slept on one. And the themes of racism in that in that film and everything are just powerful. Um, I'm like those his first three movies. He came out the gate with Boys in Hood, Poetic Justice, and Higher Learning. Like what what better trifecta is that? Man, that's that's yeah. that's three classics in a row, that's right? Crazy. There. So yeah, I mean and. You know, he 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 came after Spike Lee, but I mean, when you really look at it, the ones that have come that are now coming after him, uh, that's, he leaves Jordan Peele, um, Ryan Coogler as really the kind of the the big black directors now. But yep. for a while there, it was it was John Singleton and Spike Lee, and that was it. That was it? Yeah, that was it. And you just hope, and you just hope that <clears throat> because his vision, like he pretty much. Um, painted L.A. like perfectly, you know what I mean, and and that's what we appreciated his art, his vision on how he wanted the movie to be shown to to the public. You just hope that somebody was there, you know what I'm saying, learning and and picking it up, because nobody would be able to duplicate what he did because it came from his vision. Uh, but at least someone can come close to it, you know. Like you said, we got two up and coming uh, directors and and. and and right now they shooting at a thousand, you know, a thousand percent right now. Um, we just hope that they can get the support from people that he worked with, you know, like Ice Cube and um, 
um, he, he had the thing with Ice Cube and Tyrese. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one right there. You yeah. just hope that he just hope that his legacy, you know, is continued through, um, you know, uh, another director and 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 they pick up his art and his vision. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. mention Ava DuVernay as well. I want to mention her. I don't want to single out the woman. Oh woman, yeah, she she honestly may be the best director out of that whole bunch. But that's that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the way that his characters like are all part of the culture now. Like, look at Boys in the Hood. Look at even something like Baby Boy, which wasn't as big of a mainstream hit. But how many how many people are are quotables that are that come from baby boy like the dude was amazing he was writer director and producer on a lot of his films and there aren't that many people who are doing the trifecta like that period much less in the black space yeah uh-huh. so sad and he was really young yeah 51 I didn't years realize old. how young he was yeah. I hope that, yeah that opens up um a discussion of people taking care of themselves with high blood pressure and um having strokes and being that young you really yep. got to take care of yourself. And, I, and that's something that I think that our community is finally starting to be more aware of is health and mental health, physical health and mental health. And that's something that two things that really for decades we didn't speak on, like how many black parents or cultural parents were just, you know, prey on it. God to take it away. And that's like we need to come out of that. So, you know, I hope people do get woken up to this and do think about their physical health more often. I know I need to with my fat ass. So, uh, hopefully, more <laughs> <Man>. people <do. laughs> All right. Anything left on John Singleton before we move on? No, just may he rest in peace. Yeah. Yep. Let's move on to. Lighter topics. Um, so I put this one on the list specifically because, listen, what the fuck does Kanye have on his feet? <laughs> <laughs> are, but hey, are we surprised though? I was surprised. I mean, come on. Like I get the whole fashion thing, but this bum chic look he got going on. Like, come on now, man. <laughs> I just wonder if he's taking his medication because I I can't imagine that he's taking his medication and wearing what he's wearing like he looks crazy yeah who's buying that though and you gotta justify that too listen (laughs) kanye was selling was selling freaking uh sweaters and stuff shit for two hundred dollars like if he comes out with these shoes people are gonna buy them and they're gonna look like a goddamn you gonna buy these though I'm not gonna buy those, but I I am guilty of purchasing a few of his items. He has some really nice stuff, and they're really comfortable. But those, like, no, they look so uncomfortable. No, he looks like he has on a psychiatric ward uniform. <laughs> like, he really do. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, though. Uh, when he was with Nike, uh, them things was man. Uh, mm. Yeah, they went. You know what I mean. So I, I, I give them that. They wasn't. I liked them. Uh, I just couldn't afford them. Uh, but after that, I just say, yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, man. Those, those, they, they look like Ninja Turtle feet. Like that's what they look like. It's bad. <laughs> Kanye West, man. Kanye fucking West. Um. Let's move on to the next topic. So this one, I so I, I know you guys probably saw the trailer to the new Bel Air. It's a more dramatic take on it. And at the time when I saw it, I thought it was just one of those things that someone made. I did not know that this was actually going to be a show. It's an eight episode show that's actually coming out. Will Smith gave his blessing on it. And there was this whole thing of Will Smith sitting down, talking to the director and hearing the director talk about this project put it in a new light to me because when that initial trailer went out, I didn't take it seriously. Now I'm, I'm excited to see this and not just because Will Smith gave it his blessing, but like I said, hearing the director talk about how he wanted to put new takes on some of the stories uh, that happened in the show and put a dramatic take on it and how the, the story of going and being taken out of your situation and, and going to a new one. It, it's interesting to me. And it's, it's it, I know Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was a comedic show, but this dramatic take on it, as long as they don't try to make it too dark, I'm here for it. What do you about you guys? 
I thought it was dope. And I think it's a great idea. Now, I don't know if this makes sense. I don't want I don't want this to become a trend, but I would like to see more of this. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but just seeing the the dramatic side to a comedic show that uh, a historical Hall of Fame show, I thought that was a genius idea. A genius idea. Now, I'm not saying that they could do this for every show. And the one problem that they have had with these these networks has had is trying to rebrand the classics. Uh, But this is rebranding in a whole totally different way. This is just showing a different side and, you know, putting it in a different genre. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I thought it was an actual movie. I said, yeah, I'm let me get my ticket. What about you, Lo? I thought it was a movie too, but um, they just kind of tainted it with Will Smith not being on board from the beginning. They should have waited to get his blessing before dropping the trailer. In my opinion, um, the best thing about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air growing up was how funny he was. Mm. So, I don't know if I'm, I'm definitely going to support it. You know, I'm going to support anything black, but um, I'm not that excited about it. I'm sorry. I'm glad but Will Smith is on board, though. I'm, I'm glad you said that because, like you said, it, you like the, the humor part coming mm-hmm. from him. But, like, when you really sit there and think about it, though, like, realistically, we know it wasn't all jokes in that house. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? And we know how he may have had a, a horrible transition into going to a different school, being in a different area. I mean, dealing with a different culture, period. And I, I mean, I'm here for the drama shows. I love them. But love remember the episode when uh, the dad, he was crying about his dad to Uncle Phil. I feel mm-hmm. like the whole series is going to be like that episode. And that episode was really sad. Like, it's too heavy. It so wasn't really sad. Is- it, it was it, it was really sad the episode when 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 uh when they got robbed at the at the russian mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that was that was you know the the hospital scene all of that was sad but it's reality it's you know reality I mean? you're right so to bring that to bring that 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 side and and like he said you can't you can't fit you can't fit every scene into like you know uh like a 30 minute you know a 30 minute show but mm-hmm. to expand it to an hour you could just take those different you know those different shows and break it down but from the other side <sighs> and my my thing with this is is that i feel like okay so we just had how high too right that seemed like a complete bastardization of how high like it did not seem like they respected what came before it they didn't respect method man red man uh i think they really underestimated how much that movie meant to the culture this seems kind of the opposite of this this director does seem like he understands what the fresh prince of bel-air meant to this generation of people and i understand what Lowe's saying as well that it would have been nice for him to get will smith's blessing at first but because of the respect that he's putting into the project, I just look at it differently. Um, but it's always good to have kind of that passing over the torch. And I'm glad that he has it now before the show actually launches. But I can understand Lowe's perspective as well. Yeah. 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 I get. But do you think. OK, so let me ask you this. Lo. Do you think it was one of those things where he came up with this great idea from what he said? It was like when he went under the tunnel, by the time he came from under the tunnel, he had this idea. Do you think it was one of those, I've done this with my parents, where you come up with this great idea, but you don't want to share it with uh, with the person you have to ask because they might shoot it down? You know I what like I mean? That. Because I like hmm. to ask for forgiveness rather than asking for approval. Isn't that how the saying right. goes? I can understand that, yeah. Because, I mean, you come up with this great idea, and you can just tell by the clips in the trailer he put a lot of passion behind this. Yeah. And so for you to do this after to for you to create this off of a person that you admire and they shoot it down before you even go into filming, you right. know, that could that could crush them, you know. I know, but just like the just having the trailer come out before like have the conversation. You already did it, so obviously it's gonna come out regardless. But like just to have the conversation 
with him and get his approval before you drop the trailer. Because Will Smith, like, he is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, that's what it, what it is, period. So, I mean, I just got to see more promo. Now that he's back in it, I just need to see more. Even though that trailer was long as hell. <laughs> oh, it was. Hey, it was. Uh, but another spin that, that we got to mention that it takes place in 2019, right? Yeah. You're yeah. right. Okay. That puts a different perspective. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. My only problem with this trailer is I think the person who's playing Will, he seems cool from from what we were given. Um, Uncle Phil, cool. They didn't show much of the aunt. Uh, Jazz shows up a little bit. But the guy they got to play Carlton is too fucking corny. Yeah. And and if it was still a comedy, okay. But since they're making it a drop, like even the way he delivered his lines, it just, it, it didn't hit for me. I did, I don't I yeah. don't like the, the guy playing Carlton. And 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 so now we got to go on low side, and that's where you probably should have involved Will in the beginning because he could probably give you some pointers on you know how mm-hmm. they should uh, you know go about uh, portraying these characters. Like yeah, like imagine if he would have had his hand in it, like it probably would have been crazy. But True. it might still be real dope. Like we just gotta we gotta wait it out and see. And I think the one thing that getting Will Smith's name behind it, maybe before they filmed this thing, they could have probably mm. got better actors. They could like having Will Smith's name involved in it. They could have casted probably almost whoever they wanted to. Now, that could be good or bad, because we may discover some new actors that we wouldn't have got the chance to if they did go with bigger names. But, you know, just just one of those things, because that Carlton actor, I want to punch him in his face. But maybe that's what I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> Coming away from hey, <laughs> but did you not want to punch him in the face on the TV show? Exactly. Yeah, there you I go. Did. Yeah, even Carlton's him as he, how he is now. Like I still think he's corny. The actor. He, is, I, think I think now he corny. he tries to be corny though to play into into that stereotype. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know the actor better be able to hit the Carlton right though, because if he can't oh. hit the Carlton right, that 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 should have been. Maybe that's what got him to roll. Maybe they auditioned a bunch of people, and, and he, he was the only one who could hit the Carlton the right way. Uh, Talk to him, hey. If he can't do that dance, boy, we boycotting. Can't, boycott. you know. The <laughs> whole <him>. project. <laughs> All right, let's get into this uh, this this last topic before our first break. And this one, this was a, a epic moment for hip hop. I talked a little bit about it on my show this week. Jay-Z in this B-Sides concert with Nas and the Diplomats came out. Um, There's so much to unpack here, but where I want to kind of stick at first, the fact that Jay-Z kind of reconciled with Jim Jones years ago. I think Jim is actually signed to Rock Nation. But Cam and Jay-Z have been quietly at war for almost 20 years, people. Man. 20 years. And to see them on stage together, to see them rocking out, I don't care what you got to say about where their careers are now. New music, we'll talk about that. But that was a moment for our era of hip hop that yep. you can't take that away. Yep. Not not only that though, you gotta uh some of these youngsters don't don't remember the beef between him and Nas. You know what I mean? So to have these cats on stage like, yo, you brought out Cam. Come on, man! Like, <laughs> like that—that that was a like. You, you got to stand up for hip hop, but I can't imagine how Harlem and Brooklyn feels. You know what I mean? Like that has to be, man. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy. I'm always here for anything, Jay Z. So I thought this was really dope. Anything that I can find on it, if I could have been there, like, oh, th- that would have been so epic. But um, anything I could find, I was I was watching. But it was crazy. I mean, in the last in the last week since the last time we recorded, we've gotten Endgame, we've gotten uh, Game of Thrones, we've and we've gotten this B sides concert, and I I that's a trifecta of positivity that can't nobody take away from me. I don't give a damn what nobody got to say. Um, and this this is it's just and where Jay is now as a man, it's great to see because at one point in time. Jay-Z would have gave anybody lines, anybody jabs. He didn't care. He was taking all comers. And to see him now be this 
grandfather of hip-hop and i don't mean like a, as an age way i mean as like an overseer way like what he's done with meek the way that he's taking uh a personal investments in people's careers to try to get them better deals to try to put them in better situations better management teaching them what, what the importance of owning their own publishing jay-z right now is the hip-hop culture and this what this is why it's an issue that i take such an issue when some of these youngsters don't really pay enough respect to the people that came before them because there's a lot of knowledge into being able to sit down with Jay-Z and take that. And a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of the youngsters now wouldn't do that. And when you see this man's growth from volume one to where we are now, 30 years of this man's life damn near, that that's growth. And that's what we want to see from our people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That it's a, it's a, it, I have an issue with cats not going back and reading the hip hop Bible as well because it, like I like like we said, they don't understand how important it is to see those two on stage together. You know what I mean? And I and I had an in game reference or, or comparison, but I don't want to use no spoilers yet. <laughs> I got a whole in game review up, but it's like the only thing that could have made this better is if Mace was there. Mm. <laughs> Not Mace mm. and Betha. <laughs> That's really, yeah. the, I mean, when you think about it, what what else outstanding beef is there to solve now than, than Cameron and Mace? It, it's never going to happen. It's not. No, I, I don't think it ever. <laughs> First of all, they just had diss tracks for each other. What was that, like a year ago at this point? Mace can't, Mace still got bars too, by the way. But that, I, I would like to see that. If, if anyone's able to do it, it would have been a Jay-Z. But that would have made this like the top for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or 50. 50 and Cam. Oh, yeah. Curtis. That's still <laughs> one of the best moments. Ever. Yeah. That was classic right there. You're right. You're right. You might as well just throw all of them on stage. Yeah, there you go. All the yeah. New York niggas. Just throw them all on stage. Um, <laughs> but just to hear him do some of the tracks that he did, like he, he did Dear Summer. Now, Dear Summer is one of my favorite Jay Z songs. That's like, a good ever. track, Low. Yeah. Good track. So, like, just to see some of the, the stuff that he did, like, I just know it was crazy in there. And um, I'm not, of course, from New York, so I wish Mary was here on it to, you know, give us some insight on the Webster Hall um, reopening. But I just thought it was dope. Black excellence. <laughs> That's definitely what that is, man. So um, power to our people. That's something positive. We're going to go ahead and ride that positivity out. We're going to take our first commercial break. On the other side of this, we're going to be talking about a new track from Jim Jones. So we'll be right back after this. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Beck Easy. Hi, everybody. It's your girl, Joanne. Hey, guys, it's Trell, and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, so we're back after that break. Um, Bayla, I know I already tweeted you this, so you, I hope you're expecting this. I know when we talked about Jim Jones' new album coming out, the first thing that you said is, what is he going to be rapping about? So a new track dropped. My mom made it. I'm going to actually play a, uh, play a little bit of that, and then we're going to talk about it. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm a cold soul in a hard body. Heat makers. Crack music. Oh, yeah. Everything seems drama related. Cash. Comma after comma. The comma's my favorite. Come to money. Alright, just a little bit of it Lo, you look like you got hot takes So I'm actually going to come to you first on this one <laughs> Why me first? Because you just got that look on your face I know, I know I said that he's my favorite Or he's my least favorite diplomat But the song is kind of hot Like it, it's it's a bop I like it And I like Mama Jones Okay So I like it <laughs> Fair enough Baylor <laughs> hey look it, I ain't gonna lie to you it sounds like a typical uh, dipset track 
It does. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like they, I mean, it it can go in this era. It can, it, they could drop it this year, but it sounds like it came out in the, you know, in the mid-2000s. Um, okay, that's one track, though, Hayes. That's one I know. I, I, that's why I said a start. I'm not going to act like, like it gives the whole album a pass, but a start. Right. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to his other features, but that one is cool. And the fact that him and Cam is, is, is cool again and doing doing music together, that's a plus. But this is this is a filler. This is a filler. But it's a really good filler though. Okay. Okay. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's not it's not it's not bad, but it's not like it's not like I'm waiting till twelve AM to to download it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With, you know, but I mean it hey, I'm cleaning up the house. I'm, I'm not gonna skip it. Do you do you, you go ahead, Lo. You know when somebody making a comeback, like they gonna come with their hardest shit first. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you think this is like the peak of the album? <laughs> I hope it better it, it better, it better not, not, be. not be. It better not be. It better not. And I doubt it. And I doubt it anyway because of the features that he got. That's why I'm so. That's why I said I'm really interested in hearing his project only because of the cast that's going to be on there, and they're not going to fail at all. Um. So you know we'll see. Like it's not a bad track, but it's not like a. Oh my god! You heard what? No. Uh, do you think at all like you said that it sounds like a like an old diff set track do you think that it it it's hurting him to be going back to working with the heat makers n- no 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 it's just that maybe the the, the concept of the song and things like that uh, no you stay stick to your roots you just have to somehow i don't you know that's that's you know that's a tough question i ain't gonna even lie to you that's a tough question because you could you could ask that for any of the artists that we grew up listening to. Like Jada Kiss never changed, you know. Fab is actually the only chameleon that we have in the game where he could literally be a part of any era. But Jay Z, you know, he he evolved to this this goddamn I don't even know what you want to call it, but <laughs> it's just certain artists that don't have to change. You just have to tweak things in order to be relevant in today in today's rap game. You know what I mean? Like like Pusha T. He had to me one of the best albums last year, but he to me he's never changed. With I don't think Jim Jones is that type of dope to where he can stay himself. Like he he has to do something a little bit different. But at the same time, the production that they was getting was crazy. So you don't have to change that. Okay. Not the I can I can agree. I think, but I think that that was the point of this track. At least that's what I'm what I'm taking it. It was supposed to get those feelings of nostalgia, like, oh, Jim Jones is back. Now we do have to see an evolution if it's going to be anything more than a nostalgia act and that's not what i want from jim jones in this project now he you mentioned the features and i get that the features are good i'm really excited to see the features but for me when an album is relying on its features it takes a little bit out of it to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. i still need to see something from jim personally that's gonna make me give that album anything more than a oh that was cool i don't care how crazy the features are Right. Well, I mean, I but that it. that goes back to my point of where is he that dope to to drop a solo album with nobody on it? Oh no, he no. he needs fe- like no. don't get me wrong, he needs features. I'm not saying he he shouldn't need the features. I'm saying that I need to see him try try to equal the energy of whoever's on the track because, like you said, the people he's working with on on this album, I don't have any doubts in them, but I need him to match that energy. Right. The song could have came out when the diplomats was hot when I was yeah. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So what? it's just like <laughs> but it's it reminds me of high school, which like I guess is is that a good thing? I don't know. But uh, I'm not excited. I said I wasn't excited to hear his album. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you but you know what this song is missing though? The from the beginning of the song, when I first heard it, it needs a video. 
Because that's what they did. I like that. When they, when, they, when they had hit singles, they put a video out, and they videos was awesome. Maybe the video would help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just sounds like they're going to have on long white tees in the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I seen yellow. Like, I seen, like, a lot of yellow in the video in my <laughs> head. I felt like they were just wearing a big old yellow Avrix jacket. <laughs> yeah, right. whatever you know Some but Air i think it... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but i could i could hear people saying my mom made it i can hear them saying that people been saying my mom made it for years that's true that's true but you know dipset is is known for uh pushing it you know what i'm saying because i ain't gonna lie to you B- besides bret hart who else was pushing pink like that true that is very true you got and, a point, <laughs> and, and and I mean, at this point, I I don't think anyone questions what Dipset meant to the cult. Like their their movement, while it it really was quick when you think about it, what the, it was really like three years. Oh, it was an impact. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Really think about years. it. When they were at their height, it was really like three, maybe four years. I'm going to give them more than that because they branched out into their own projects. But see, that's where it started going downhill. Once the Bird Gang and all that started, that's when yeah. they started going downhill. It took it took a long time for Joel Santana to take them training wheels off. Yeah. That's true. Damn. And, and I mean, really, when you think about it, like four to five years is the average run. Even 50 with G-Unit. Really, when you think about it, it was like five years. Before people started yeah. getting tired of fifth. Uh, yeah, as far as taking over. And remember, even a year or two of taking over, that's huge. That's huge in hip-hop, though, because you can say mm-hmm. you own that time. So, you know, three three years, three, four years, that's, man, that's, that's a, a dent. Run. Yeah, that's yeah. a dent in the hip-hop, you know, history book, so. Okay. Hey, at least Dipset had a run though. You can yeah. say Dipset had this window right here. I mean, even that that time. Let, let's let me. Even though I'm saying it was a relatively short time, I'm, they did. It was a huge time. I mean, alcohol, everything, changing the way people wear their clothes, making it comfortable for people to wear pink. Like Dip Dipset was the culture at one point. Let's make no mistake yeah. about it. Yep. So. And they went at and they went at Jay like you earn so much respect and as much as respect and how much we love Jay for them cats to go at him and repeatedly like oh yeah I mean they went at Jay and Fifth at the time where people were walking around Fifth they really didn't want to touch on it especially if you were from New York because Fifth could get your whole career burned out if you were in New York mm-hmm. they went at him yep they did so you know. I mean, I, I, I'm always going to hold Dipset in a, in a place in my heart. And I know, I, like I told you guys last week, I, or the week we were talking about his album coming out, I've been listening to Jim Jones even over this break. I wouldn't say that he's released anything that's a classic or anything, but he's been making solid music. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the album. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's get into the this next topic. So uh we talked about before Ice Cube trying to buy these uh sports stations. It was a bunch of what was it like twenty one smaller sports stations and he was gonna turn it into a, a bigger one. But now cable companies have actually blocked or trying to block his purchase of of these cable companies. He's gone on record to say that it's a lot of the elder statesmen in the cable company world that want to keep doing business the same way with the same people and they're trying to keep him out from changing that at all uh we've had we've heard before bill cosby tried to buy nbc at one point so this whole thing of trying to stop him from from buying uh cable stations what do you guys think about it do you think it's eventually going to go through what are your thoughts shit i mean god doggy like we can't get anything and from what i heard you know, you, the investors that he has, uh, you know, uh, on the side of him, Dr. Dre, uh, Serena Williams, Will Smith. That's a cold lineup right there. They putting up a lot of money like, man, I, I don't I don't understand how how all this stuff works down to the network, buying the network and the streaming. So if this doesn't go through, what is a you know, what's their alternative? Can they just create their own streaming platform? 
I mean, yeah, but there's more. I I don't I don't have a a real idea, but you think there'll be more to it to create your own streaming platform? If he has these networks first, the streaming platform would probably be easier to make. But just to build a, a streaming platform from scratch, you got to build out the infrastructure. You got to get people who are going to film it. Cameraman, like, is if he just buys these networks, he's he's really buying the infrastructure because that's all going to be rebranded into whatever you branded branded at so the purpose of buying these networks is that they're already set up to be broadcast and he he that that's his foot in the door rather than try to build it yourself so in other words uh they're trying to stop us from recycling the black dollar it, i mean yeah when you think about it Probably. they don't get the profit off of us anymore huh Okay, here goes my hot takes on this. So um, I've said this before, and I I get it that I've made the comparison to sports, to slavery. And yeah, these these athletes are making a lot of money, so it's not really the same. But when you look at the owners, there are very few black or minority owners in any sport. And they're profiting off of what what is the common athlete? Easy the black if in, in basketball and football. Uh, in, in baseball and soccer, you're getting them from the Dominican, you're getting them from Mexico, you're getting them from other cu- countries. It's really built that even though the athletes are making money, they're not making anything close to the money that these owners are making off these minorities that are working for them. I can't even put my two cents into this because <laughs> I am not into sports. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. It, I, no, I feel you that you can't really put your two cent into it. But um, I mean, it, it it's it's disappointing because you see someone who's trying to do something that's never really been done. Um, and what Ice Cube was built with the big three, people didn't think it was going to be successful, and now it's gone from that to a legitimate league with legitimate sponsors, and he's. Mm gotten the correct backing and the support from not just other black people, not just the black community, but white investors as well to try to put this network together to not only big up his brand, but to open that door up for other brands. I believe there was a talk about um, broadcasting high school sports and everything on this. And that, that that all puts money back into places that need it. And so anytime a a, it seems like, and I'm not even the one who blames everything on race. That's not me. But it seems like in this case, anytime something is a black man is doing something that a, that a white predecessor was not able to do and monetize before him, there's this sense to block it and to keep them from doing it. And it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yep. These people have had networks for years and have never been able to really get it to the point to where. These high schools that are some are struggling to keep their sports programs, their band programs open. This is another way to generate revenue. And because Ice Cube has sat there and thought about this idea, because, of course, him having the big three is never going to be competition with the NBA. But if you can open up a network and have the big three on top of that, have high school sports, have a triple A collegiate sports that really don't get broadcast either. That's a whole new stream of revenue that because the white dollar hasn't been able to tap into the broadcast, now we're trying to block him from doing it. And that's a problem. Right. Well, like you just said, the big three will probably never be able to compete uh, with the NBA, but it's doing very well right now. Damn good right now. Uh, And he's turning it into an event, which at first they didn't think was going to take off or be popular. Um, And this is going to be more of a... It's going to be more than a slap in the face or a spit or a spit in our face because he also has uh, a team with him that's powerful, that's well known in the world. So if we get denied on this, I mean, what do you? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and it really it'll be different if there was some issue with funding if they had had a question of he if he was actually going to be able to fund this or if they said well you know what if ice cube gets this he doesn't have the money to be able to keep a lot of the jobs we want to keep him from buying this so that someone with more money can buy these networks so we can keep these people employed it's none of that this is really strictly 
bullshit to try to keep the black man from owning and doing something positive. And I, for one, hope it doesn't go through. Um, we'll see. We'll keep monitoring it. But the shit's frustrating. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our next break. And after that, we'll get into our last topic for the day. And that is going to be an album review. So we'll be right back after this. Yo, this is your boy Franco. And it's your boy Ray D, a.k.a. The Pie God. And we are the host of Dad's, Dad's Talking, Talking Shit, Shit Podcast. Like, what are you going to say, Dad's Talking Shit Podcast? Let's just say Dad's Talking Shit. You're right. You know it's a podcast. You're right. We're a podcast that talks about everything and anything. Anything from pop culture to politics to social justice to... Sports. Our children. Lifehood. Life it is, this podcast is definitely not for solely dads. No, it's for women as well. We got a lot of mom dads out here anyways. Mothers taking the place of fathers, so... I was going to say, wait, mom dads. It doesn't make yeah, sense. It does. Mom dads. Pretty much this podcast for anybody and everybody. So, you can check us out on all major streaming platforms. iTunes, Speaker, iHeartRadio. You can also follow us on all social media platforms. Instagram. I didn't even say Dad's Talking Shit. With Dad's Talking Shit. Instagram. Dad's Talking Shit. Facebook. Dad's Talking Shit. Twitter. Dad's Talking Shit. And it's our Gmail. Yeah, you can't Gmail us. All right, y'all. Tune in. Salute. Salute. All right, so this album, Schoolboy Q, Bela, you mentioned it last week. You were excited. What are your thoughts on it? Oh man, they and now it's too fast. I, I get it. You know, this is in this culture we we jump to <laughs> we did we move too fast, but man, I love it. I love it. It's not a perfect album, but you know, I gave it four and a half mics. Um I I I'm still playing it. I don't even have well, I'm lying. I do have like two favorite tracks already. And um yeah, it's needed. It's definitely needed. Especially right now. Um, yeah, it's great. Chopsticks. Chopsticks. <laughs> I think with with this album, what I think is that um it, it was it was dope. I want to say it was dope. Like like Baylor said, I want to get into trying to break it down too much because I feel like I need to sit with it more. Um so I definitely I guess we'll call this more of a reaction to the album than a full-fledged review because I wanna I wanna listen to it more. I got a uh a drive to uh, DC that I'm gonna listen to it more in depth. Why I ain't got nothing else going on, but I really, I really like this album, and I think that what what stands out to me differently with this one is I feel like he pick, picked a different type of production than what we usually get from Schoolboy Q. Yep. And because of that, it feels like we're getting a new side of him. It feels like we're getting new new levels of artistry from him, and that's why, like, I like to see when rappers step out of their comfort zone of using the same producers over and over again because it gets it, it it gets more out of them and that's been one of my my things with j cole why i think j cole needs to stop solely only producing his own that's that's a different thing i'll, I'll get on a rant there but um i really i really do enjoy this album i think that there are a couple tracks on here that at least on my first couple listen throughs i'm like those are misses to me but put me in a different mindset give me more time to sit with it and and think about how it flows with the album as a whole. I may my critiques on those may get a little bit lesser, but uh, drunk chopsticks, uh, lies and oh lies, yes, you gotta go there. Lies and black folk are the standout tracks to me on this album so far. Okay. Those are some good tracks. Schoolboy yeah. mm-hmm. Q can do no wrong with me. Every album that he's dropped, I thought has been especially Oxymoron. That's like one of my favorite albums. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Chopsticks is definitely stand out to me. Hearing Kid Cudi on Dangerous is dope since, you know, I'm from Ohio. So I love hearing Kid Cudi on the album. But Lies is really good. I love Lies. Um, it's a solid album to me. Like, it's it's really solid, which is, I can't say that for a lot of the albums that have come out this year. I can't say that they're solid. But this is definitely, like, one of my favorites so far this year. So, so tell me this. Let me let me ask y'all a question. Um, I listen to music in different ways. I'm pretty sure you guys do as well, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but the two ways that I listen to music is in the car and when I'm laying down in total darkness. So when I'm laying down and listening to music, and it's usually like on a Friday night when I'm at work, pitch black, 
and I and I I listen to I go you know back and forth through the album. That's when I hear things that you wouldn't normally pay attention to when you're driving in the car. Because when I'm in the car, it's a concert, yeah. you know. Um, and that's why I gave this album four and a half mics because I had listening I had listened to it you know at work you know, falling asleep after like listening to it eight times in a row in the car, blasting loud. And then of course, like going to a game or something like that. Um, that's how I break down music. And then when you start listening to certain tracks that you will probably skip, there's messages, there's uh, certain things in the production that you didn't hear. Like when I was listening to lies, I'm like, yo, is he using a damn chirp phone? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I kept, I, I kept hearing the turn phone. I'm like, yo, um, and I love the features as well. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was, it, it's a good album. It's a good. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen the rest of the year. You know, because this is technically this is what the still the first quarter, first or second. This will be the second. Yeah, we're in the second going quarter, into the second. Yeah. And I know, I know, I think we talk about this. I know it doesn't really mean anything in the rap game now, but you know, um, the the Joe Buttons and uh, Jada Kiss interview, uh, they they was talking about how you know when you are a heavy, when you thought you was bad, you were dropping the fourth quarter. Um, but I don't really think that matters. So it's just I just got to sit here and wait to see who drops between now and probably leading back up to to next um april you know um mm -hmm. but as of right now you know it's up there but you know he's not really competing with anybody right now yeah something that i that i found in interesting is that and you guys let me know how you feel about this so i think anyone who follows this collective top dog we all know that soldier i'm soldier boy Woo, schoolboy q <laughs> Oh, Absol, <laughs> wait. <laughs> what a slip of the tongue there. That uh, the schoolboy Q, Absol, and Kendrick usually all drop projects within six months of each other. What are you trying to say? I see where you're coming. So I see where you're coming from. So Absol is probably coming soon. Then Kendrick. So, but but the the question I want to ask is that is because. Do you think with all of them dropping as close as they do, so they 2016 was uh, both Schoolboy and Absol's uh, projects before this one, and then Kendrick dropped in early 2017. But do you think in with as close as they all drop albums that it kind of hurts one another because they're all looked at? And when you look at the way the Top Dog does the releases, is that anytime an artist on Top Dog releases, they all as a collective push that album. So then that means whoever dropped before then isn't getting pushed anymore because they all focus on each other's albums. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that hurts them? Mm, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Cuz I, mm -hmm. I I think we we're looking at we're looking at the 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 black hip, hippie movement as like like we respect all of them pretty much equally mm -hmm. except when it comes to Kendrick cuz we hold him to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cuz I mean I, at one point I say what you want to say about Jay. He's always going to be up there. We're looking for that next person to take over, to be that one. Like Absolutely. when he drops every year, like, yo, it mm -hmm. has to be him. When it comes to Ab Soul, it's like, we're do like, he's like Deadpool to, to Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I like that. I like that comparison. Yeah. I like that. You know, like we, he's due for, he's due for a project and schoolboys. I mean, I don't know. All right, let's put it like this. Uh, Kendrick Kendrick, and schoolboys like Katie and Steph, you know, um, uh, they both complement each other very well. And, um, and, and schoolboys is like, he's well-respected. I don't think it hurts him. I, and, it, and I love that it's a, fr a friendly comp a competition as well. And let's not forget, J-Rock is still the OG out of all of them. Oh, yeah. And I think... Yeah. I, I, I I've gone on record to say I think Redemption was the best rap album of oh, last year. That was a great album. That was a great album. And people disagree, and that's fine. But uh, <laughs> I, I think he, I think because of where he dropped, he dropped in like the middle of all the good music releases, and then we had the Pusha T and Drake beef. I think all that kind of overshadowed a great, not just a good. Redemption was a great album. 
but it was. That 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 again, but yeah, I, I think that it was just an interesting question. It was something that came to my mind, but you make a good point. Is because I think we respect everyone differently. Like when an Absol project dropped, there's nothing like a Schoolboy Q project, mm-hmm. which is thus nothing like a Kendrick Lamar project. Can we just get a Black Hippie album, please? Man, but he hurt my heart in that interview where he said he don't know if it's going to happen. He said he's down with it, but they he said they just don't have the time. And I'm hoping he's just bullshitting, just pulling our leg, and, and they just pop out of nowhere. I think a Black Hippie album coming out in like a random-ass month like September 9th, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At 12 a.m., like, come on, man. We need that. That would be crazy. Yeah, let's even get a track. Everybody. They don't even drop tracks together anymore all together. Right. Like, I want to hear everybody. I need to hear Isaiah Rashad. Like, I need everybody on it. Yeah. But, I mean, I understand. And But just to, to kind of hit on what you were talking saying, like, I don't think that they coincided all any of their albums. They're so... They're the same, but they're so different. Like, I have to be in a certain kind of mood to listen to Kendrick um, versus listening to Schoolboy Q. Like, I have to feel a little bit deeper to want to hear To Pip a Butterfly. But I can listen to Blank Face on the way to the club. Like, they're just so different to me. So it doesn't affect me in any kind of way. I don't care how close they put their albums out. They, they're top to me, period. That's why the label's called Top Dog. They are definitely the upper echelon of rap period right now. Yeah, and then now you now you throw reason in there too, who is equally like he belongs on that label. And man, listen, his first album, I understand why I didn't get the book because it kind of just dropped. He put all those beats from YouTube. Reason getting a a time to focus now on just an album and working with more industry producers. I I think when Reason drops next time, it's gonna be one one of those kicking the asses that the game needs in general. Right. Hey, mama. Yes, go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I want to go home. That's funny. <laughs> but all right. So, uh, I mean, I guess that's it for this week. Like, check out the Schoolboy Q album. We may, um, as everybody gets some more time with it, the, and, and Mary hasn't got a chance to speak on it either. Maybe in two or three weeks, we'll revisit this and do a full-fledged review on the album. After we get yes. a little bit more time with it, and we'll break it down then. Um, but that's it. There's nothing else for this week. I'm thinking about, um, I know I'm putting you guys on the spot, but I'm thinking about we'll start opening the show with a segment on like what we've been listening to, just in music. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm here for that. I love so, that. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that next week. But, people, go ahead and give them your social media so we can get the hell up out of here. You guys can follow me on Instagram at my underscore names underscore low. <laughs> oh, I, thought <laughs> I thought she was going to drop something new on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was waiting on the rest of them bars. <laughs> uh, at Baby the Great on all social media platforms. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and y'all go out there and get some running in, uh, some jumping jacks. Let's take care of ourselves, and um, and go see Endgame now because it's a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, yes, Endgame is amazing. But you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C E O H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio. Uh, that's it. This has been another week of the best hip hop podcast around. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.